welcome back to Movie Sing Podcast. I'm Summer. And I'm Lynn. And this is our fifth episode. <laughs> Yay! Woo-woo! Thanks for everyone that has been listening to us and supporting us. It's been really fun so far. And I just want to give a big shout out to my friend Valerie, who created this new cover art that we posted on our Instagram. It was so beautiful. It's like this picture of a teacup, but it's like split down the middle with between two different colors just like perfectly represents our podcast and it's just like really fun to look at and we're gonna have like a video version of it on our youtube channel going forward for each of our episodes so that's gonna be exciting so go check that out and so our episode today is gonna be about representation yeah so we want to talk about representation specifically mixed representation in both media and politics because some elections just happened here and some new faces are showing up in our government. I guess we'll start with the politics. Representative Marilyn Strickland from the state of Washington, I believe, she's half African-American and half Korean and she was born in Korea and there's this picture that's been going around where she was sworn in and she's wearing a hanbok which is like traditional Korean clothes. So I just wanted to mention that because she's known as the first person to wear a hanbok being sworn in in the United States. And what's cool is like she's the first person but she's mixed, right? Like she's not a monoracial Korean person, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting in the sense it's just something I think being proud of where you come from is showing and it's really good for representation I think because it shows that she has a connection to that community and is representation for that community right yeah we'll try and link it down below like the article because it's I thought it was so empowering to see that photo it made me so excited for the future I really hope that the representation grows. I loved seeing that. It was amazing. Yeah, and I think it kind of sets a really nice precedent. You know, a lot of people, especially in the past, are really critical of what women wore in professional settings. So like, Mm -hmm. that's like when pantsuits and power suits became popular with the skirts and stuff. But wearing Mm -hmm. your traditional clothing to like a formal event is pretty empowering, in my opinion, because I think I mentioned before I wore Aoyai, which is like traditional Vietnamese clothing Mm -hmm. to my undergrad graduation. And it feels really good to just you know, show off a part of you and something so important and so special and like show your roots in yeah. some in that kind of event. Yeah, that's so, I love that. I'm so glad you got to do that because it, it just makes you feel so proud of who you are. I wish I got to do that, but I don't have a kimono. <laughs> You'd also probably <laughs> be sweating like you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's like a number of reasons why I didn't do that. First of all, I don't even have one because it's, so expensive they're made of silk Mm -hmm. so you can spend a lot of money on it Mm -hmm. like tens of thousands of dollars so that's one reason (laughs) another reason my undergrad graduation was in may like mid-may on the east coast and it's humid over here yeah and it's very hot by that point so I was dying in my black cap and gown already. So can you imagine if I had worn a kimono underneath that? I would just probably pass out. Yeah, would you have been able to like wear the gown on top of it anyway? 
I don't know. I yeah, I don't know if that would have been like I don't know if that's like allowed, you know? Yeah. With wearing a kimono. And I wouldn't want to do that. I don't know. I I'm kinda glad I didn't do that. Yeah. I mean it, I but... think it's just different because like so the Vietnamese clothing is very like form fitting at the top, so it kind of just looks mm-hmm. like like a dress with the gown on top of it for uh-huh. the most part, just with like pants and stuff. But Oh, that's so comfortable. That sounds comfortable. Yeah, it it wasn't uncomfortable, and it's usually made with, like, really lightweight material anyway, so it was fine for me. (laughs) That sounds great. Yeah, so I, like, completely understand why you you didn't want to wear a kimono. (laughs) I'm sure there's going to be other moments in my life when I can show that off whenever I get, like, kimono passed down to me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely don't want to wear it when I'm going to be, like, sweating through the entire thing and ruining the silk (laughs) but anyway (laughs) yeah so I think the bulk of this episode is gonna be about representation in media right Mm -hmm. I just want to hear your thoughts Summer like why do you think representation is important for you well for me I think it's important because well when I was growing up I didn't really see any characters or significant people that were or like influential people that were mixed or halfies Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important that we as we start to see more mixed people come into this world I think it's important to start growing that representation I think I saw like the statistic saying that by a certain year, the majority of people are going to be mixed race. I don't remember what year it was or if we're even going to be alive for that. Um, <laughs> no, I, but... <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I think I've definitely seen that graphic floating around too, like throughout my yeah. years in high school and undergrad and now. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. Uh, but... That's why. Yeah, I don't know if it's true. I mean, who knows? Maybe who knows what's going to happen. But anyway, if that's the case, since we're, it seems like we're going towards a higher percentage of people that are mixed race or biracial. So I really think it's important to have that representation so that people feel confident in themselves. Mm -hmm and feel like they can relate to characters more. And this doesn't even just apply to uh, mixed people. Mm -hmm. This can apply to anybody. I think it's like you're saying people like to see themselves and have their stories told through film, through TV, and all that stuff. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to watch something that you relate to or want to escape to. And if Mm -hmm. you can't visualize yourself in it then it's not any fun and you feel unheard right and Mm -hmm. that's why representation and like you said not just for mixed people but for monoracial people I think that's why it's pretty important and I know a lot of people that get upset when people ask for more representation because they're like it's not that important but it is Mm -hmm. like especially if you think about like the really big example when the Black Panther movie came out Mm mm-hmm Like, Black kids really were so happy to have a superhero. Like, older people for their children and just the children, too. They were so happy to see someone they could, like, even just dress up as for Halloween. Because I've definitely heard people tell others, oh, you can't dress up as X because you're not white, right? Yeah. So, like, people, you know, other kids judging other kids, like, oh, why are you dressing up as, you know, for example, Iron Man? Like, he's not Black and you're Black, right? 
So yeah. even if they could dress up as Iron Man, like it wasn't going to be any fun for them to have all their other friends say that. It's pretty important to have someone you can look up to. And I think another thing for us when we were younger and a lot of my friends too was looking up at Mulan, right? Like she's the mm-hmm. only Asian like Disney princess and they feel some kind of attachment to her because she even though she's Chinese, she represents like a lot of the values and just being able to have someone like you be a princess, right? You feel some kind of relation to her. Yeah. And that leads outside of media as well, where if you see people like yourself, especially children, see people like yourself in high career positions and stuff like that, they feel like they can do those things too. If you don't see someone you look up to that, you know, you feel some connection with, there's like a subliminal message there, especially to young children, that that's not a place for them, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's why a lot of people think representation is really important. So as people become more knowledgeable about why having diverse casts and having diversity in the workplace and stuff is really important for future generations. We won't need those initiatives as much anymore because people will start becoming part of it. Mm -hmm. Do we want to talk about specific examples within media? I guess we can first talk about monoracial people being cast as biracial people. So I guess a Mm -hmm. really recent one that people our age will know was uh, the Netflix movie To All the Boys I Loved Before. Mm-hmm. Do you know the plot? I've only seen it like once and it was like, at least a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it many times. I was very excited when I heard about this film coming out because they said that it was about a half Asian, like half white girl. And so I was very excited about it because I've never seen a movie like this before mm-hmm. or a TV show where... It's somebody that I can actually relate to. Mm. Although a lot of the plot, they don't really talk about her being biracial or mixed. Like, that's not the point of the movie, I guess. Mm. It's mostly just about her, like, romance, you know, like, with this high school boy. Mm -hmm. But, wait, Lynn, so you don't know the plot? Or do you want me to tell you what the plot is? I've seen it, but I didn't love it, so I kind of just, like, pushed it out of my mind. I know she like writes lo- she writes letters and then like her sister sends them mm-hmm. to people right oh spoiler alert by the way <laughs> if you haven't seen to all the yeah. boys I loved before this is a spoiler think, yeah when did this come out like 2018 something I mean, like that oh well I mean if you haven't seen it yeah spoiler alert. <laughs> anyway so she like writes these love letters for these boys that she's liked through like middle school through high school I guess yeah her sister finds them she just sends them out because she thinks she's having like a boring life because like she doesn't have a lot of friends and her sister had just gone off to college in like Scotland and so she would hang out with her a lot when she was here but now she's gone and her sister's like quite a bit younger than her so yeah so basically she was just kind of lonely now and her sister saw that so she thought she would like spice up her life by sending her or sending these love letters that she wrote. <laughs> but yeah, so for in that movie, which is based on books, I don't know if you knew that, but I did know that. Yeah. Oh, you did. Good, good. She was living it's like about they got the half Korean, half white part right, but apparently she was living in Virginia too. Oh. Um, yeah. And I think I'm not sure if the author 
Oh, wait, no. No, no, yeah, she's 100% Korean. So it's interesting that she chose a half-white, half-Korean character for her books. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, anyways, it was supposed to be set in Virginia, but it's not in the movie. It's not a big deal. Who cares? Yeah, the most important part is the main actress (laughs) is supposed to be half-white and half-Korean, but it's actually a Vietnamese-American adoptee. Yeah, she's not half. Lana Andor, I think, is her name. Yeah, and I really like her. Yeah, she's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, she is so cute. I think the two actresses who play her sisters, I think they are. Yeah. But I'm not sure, though. So it was just interesting that they didn't choose the main character, like the main actress, to be half. I don't know why they made that. Yeah, I think you're right. The older sister in the movie and the younger sister are both halfies, but the Mm -hmm. main character isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when the casting was first announced, people were kind of upset, actually, that they cast someone. Well, first of all, she's not Korean. Mm-hmm. Then second, she's not half. She's monoracial, right? I don't know if it would have right. been different if she was full Korean. I don't know how that would have gone. Yeah. So I, because I remember in the movies, because there's a sequel too, that they show a little bit about, you know, them visiting their Korean side. With their white yeah, dad. Because her, her mom passed away or something, right? Yeah, her mom passed away. They, like, briefly do a scene with that. Like, it wasn't... There are two lines in the first movie about them being Korean. And then there's, like, one scene in the second movie about them yeah. being so Korean. I think um, it kind of ruins the dynamic mm-hmm. they could have shown. And, like, the story they could have shown about how it is for them to live with their white father without their mother present, right? And Mm -hmm. I think they did touch on it in that scene in the second movie where they go visit their Korean side for a festival or New Year or something. Because I remember that scene because I thought it was pretty funny where they showed up. And like, I guess they don't visit them because they live with their dad, who's the white parent. But they showed up in like full traditional like Korean dress. And then their cousins are there just in everyday clothing. (laughs) I saw that. I just remember that part was really funny. And they could have explored that dynamic a lot better. And she's not a bad actress. I just feel like having a monoracial person cast in a story where being half has some significance in the story takes away from Mm -hmm. the feeling, like we were saying earlier, that our story is being told. Yeah. I know it wasn't the main part of the movie, but I'm just thinking like, if she, you know, was half, it would have just seemed more believable because you look at them as a family and her dad's white and yeah. then you see the two sisters who both are half. So they, you know, are a part of that. But then she's full Vietnamese. <laughs> so it's yeah. just like such a stark contrast between the rest of the cast. Yeah. I just don't understand why they chose to do that. Yeah. Because they cast... We're going to get into this later, but they cast halfies for monoracial oh, yeah, roles. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I, I, it confuses me why they would cast a monoracial person for a halfy role. Like, it just doesn't make sense to yeah. me. And then the fact that they don't even explore it. Perhaps it's, I haven't read the books, so maybe it's not even like a thing in the mm-hmm. books where they don't explore it as much. And maybe that's because their mother passed away, so they don't have really a connection or, like, they don't have somebody who's there to show them their mm-hmm. culture, you know, like, on a day-to-day basis. So maybe that's what they are they were trying to do. But I kind of, I feel like they didn't do it because 
like they didn't explore the happy issues or even just like small things like they didn't explore that because they probably didn't think it would really people could relate a lot of people could relate Mm -hmm. to it and it wasn't of interest of the majority because like we said earlier it we are definitely not the majority and I think it would confuse people instead of like interesting people I think it just wouldn't have made them a lot of money probably is what they thought yeah you know like they wouldn't have gotten a lot of views like I think people probably would have been like oh I don't care about them like I could care less about the happy experience because most people aren't and most people don't know I think we know a lot of happies but that's just because we are happy like we were saying (laughs) when we met we have like a happy radar (laughs) yeah and we're like part of you know the Facebook groups and stuff like that and you like you want to seek people out that Mm -hmm. are like you so we know a lot of people that are happies but that's just because it might be because Mm -hmm. we are and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just I think because we're not the majority and like there's not a lot that people know about being mixed or half that they didn't put it into the mm-hmm. film. So they just threw like a bone to the <laughs> the audience for like that one scene about their Korean side and yeah. that was it. And that's all they did. <laughs> I, know, I think it's another one of those know. instances of kind of, I don't even want to say lazy casting because they got two out of three, right? And then the last one, which is the main character, was yeah. like, you missed the that's mark. That's why... That's why I'm so confused, like, why they didn't do it. I'm trying to figure out why. I remember, why did they Yeah, do I remember this? seeing the promos for it, and I was like, oh, she must be, like, adopted in the story or something. Because she looks so <laughs> different from her siblings. Well, <laughs> because I didn't know the story I, at all. Right, and, but yeah. I knew she was supposed to be yeah. half. And then I saw the cast, and I was like, oh, maybe I read the you know the premise wrong or something but then I saw that she was supposed to be half and I was like oh okay <laughs> and I was happy yeah. because she was Vietnamese I... but then I was like wait yeah. <laughs> yeah I think what I thought was I was trying to give the movie the benefit of the doubt because I was so excited that it was about a mm-hmm. happy and also an Asian happy so I was like okay we're gonna relate on some things probably mm-hmm. but then <laughs> I realized that she wasn't just like um I thought she was like just a more Asian passing yeah. happy which mm-hmm. happens you know but it wasn't the case <laughs> I was so disappointed I don't know if it would have made the movie better or not though like you said I I I don't know yeah I don't know I just don't know I don't know what their thought process was on that I I'm disappointed they had like so very few things in there about being Asian <laughs> that it was just really yeah I don't know they had that one thing where they were talking about the the yakuruto mm-hmm. drink which is like the it's like a probiotic basically that tastes so good it's like this mm-hmm. sugary drink oh my gosh it it's amazing good. and they maybe mentioned like another Asian dish yeah it just wasn't which I understand like you said like it's more focused on her love letters and her boy problems but like yeah that was it was pretty low effort still in my opinion there were so many opportunities that they could have thrown a little bit more in there yeah and since it's based off of the book the author is like both of her parents are Korean 
So she's 100% Korean. So I'm confused why she would try to write from the perspective of a half person because I don't know the author at all, but I don't know if she can fully understand that, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know why she chose to do that instead of just a full Korean person, like writing a full Korean girl, like writing Mm -hmm. about that. Maybe she had a friend or something. That's fine, I guess. Um, I just looked it up and um, it said she was inspired to write the book based on her habit of writing letters to boys she had crushes on. But yeah, I still don't know why she chose for her protagonist to be half. Because if it was based on her own life, she could have definitely mm -hmm. gone into the dynamics of being an interracial couple more than like talking about happy. When you're not even half and... You probably don't know what it's like. Maybe you just know from what your friends Mm -hmm. tell you. But even though probably back then there weren't a lot of happies. So I don't know. I'm a little confused by that. So I'm not sure she should have written. I don't know. I'm not offended that she wrote. No, it's just a really weird perspective to take. But yeah, because... It sounds like she made a point to describe the character as half white and half Korean. Mm-hmm. So I would think she would want to show some of that dynamic in the household or like between her sisters and like talk about like being half yeah. or something. But I don't know. I haven't read the book, so I'm not sure why she chose yeah. that. <laughs> I want to go into what you were saying earlier of the opposite issue, which I think is actually kind of not to diminish our problem of having monos <laughs> cast as happies but i think a more pressing mm-hmm. issue is happies being cast in monoracial roles i agree the most prominent one i think of late is for the asian community at least is crazy rich asians and the main male protagonist is supposed to be monoracial but mm-hmm. Henry Golding, who's a halfie, was the one cast as the main protagonist. Yeah. What are your <laughs> thoughts on that? I have, I think I know why he was cast. Um, part of it, I think, is that there's, you know, kind of that really weird pedestal people put mixed people on and saying like they're really attractive. Yeah. And there's something rooted in that, right? There's Eurocentric features mm-hmm. being, you know, regarded as the most beautiful mixing that with something else and you know for a little bit of that exotic (laughs) splash of exotic that little oriental uh, that little spice people people put that on a pedestal yeah yeah basically which you know well we always keep saying we're gonna get into that and we will we promise It's just that that's such a that big, has to be its own episode. Topic, yeah, yeah. But basically, <laughs> fetishization, right? And so, casting happies in monoracial roles is because they're going to be deemed more attractive. But there are attractive monoracial yep. Asians, and mm-hmm. putting happies in those in those roles is kind of a slap in the face, right? It's saying like you're not good enough to play your own race because you're not attractive enough which is Mm -hmm. it's kind of fucked up it erases a lot of people right it perpetuates a lot of stereotypes that people who are monoracial especially monoracial asian men aren't attractive and aren't desirable Mm -hmm. because that is 
you know, that's been portrayed in media a lot throughout the years. So having that position where, you know, this guy is someone who is desirable, you put someone who's half instead of monoracial in that position, it's kind of like a slap in the face. Yeah, it really is. I read an article where he addressed that issue and he was saying something about, he was like addressing a comment where somebody said he's not Asian enough. And I don't think... It's not that he's not Asian enough. Like, I don't think... Yeah, that's not the issue. It's just that don't cast a halfie for a role that's supposed to be monoracial. Because it's just like... Yeah, it's like what you said. It's just like saying, like, there isn't there isn't somebody attractive enough that's monoracial. So we have to uh, pick somebody who is, like, of mixed race and halfie. And we'll just have them be the it's also really bad in the sense that like people who don't know and who aren't exposed to diverse cohort it's really bad Mm -hmm. because if you're putting someone who's happy as a monoracial because they're not attractive enough then you get these weird comments to monoracial people it's like oh you're you're Mm -hmm. too hot to be just asian or are you sure you're not mixed with something or like you're hot for an asian stuff like that and it's that's really yeah that's, that's damaging, damaging to everybody yeah and then it's just the idea that you have to be mixed with something to be attractive is not it is not good <laughs> no that's not uh, <laughs> yeah it's not I think people need to understand that but I think there are also just a bunch of people who think that though yeah and it's I guess another more relevant example is, um, or not more relevant, but a better example that can kind of help people understand why this isn't good from like an Asian perspective is like people saying you're pretty for a black girl to black people because they're mm-hmm. light skinned or they have more stereotypically Eurocentric features and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, why would you say that to somebody? That's just fucked up. Just don't say But there's, like, deep-rooted racism in that, too, right? Like, after so many years, and then... So you're saying that people who are 100% Black aren't desirable by society, by being attractive and stuff. So it's that same kind of underhanded racism. And media can change that. Like, people get influenced by media so easily, which is, like, why we were saying earlier, representation is important. So if you put the right people in the right roles you know, over time, that actually does help because people get influenced by that. A lot of people loved Crazy Rich Asians because it showed a lot of people in the United States, at least, that there's a lot of culture and stuff outside of what those roles that were available before in other movies of Asians, just like side characters Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It gave them a different perspective. So if you try to show that perspective but still take it kind of in a different way and in the wrong form that's still not really helping anybody yeah I agree that's what I have to say (laughs) yeah I mean I don't really have that much more to add to that I mean it's just damaging and awful but they're not going to recast him and I know why they cast him they cast him because he's an attractive man I'm not Um, denying that yeah, he is attractive, but he's not 
Yeah, it's like we said, it's not like there aren't to... attractive monoracial Asians out there that they can't cast. No. I've, I've seen the argument for a lot of no, these. It's yeah. like, oh, there just aren't roles. We couldn't fulfill Yeah, like that we couldn't find with... someone that we wanted. Like, like, yes, you can. There's tons of actors out there. You know, use it as a platform to bring in someone new. There are actors of every person, every type out there. You're being lazy, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, this one article on To All the Boys I Loved Before, they said, and this applies to, like, a lot of things, but they said, we tried to be as supportive as we could with the Asian-American ideal, but we couldn't really follow the map so specifically. What does that even mean? <laughs> they, oh, and then they say, once we had Lana, mm-hmm. the main actress... Then it became about not trying to figure out if the girls looked alike because they can vary in every family anyway, especially when it is mixed race. Okay, I mean, that's true, but... This, this article. <laughs> it's true, because, like, like, I don't think I look like my brother. Like, we both look pretty different. But, like... yeah. Yes, it's true. It happens. It's still like, but that's not yeah, the point. It didn't happen like that, though. <laughs> like the way they cast it. <laughs> yeah, no, you can see. I mean, no, okay, it can happen. It can happen where I knew a girl who, like, she was more Asian mm-hmm. passing, and then her sister looked like she was mm-hmm. half, you know, like mm-hmm. she just looked half. It yeah, does happen, it does. but that's real life. And this is a movie where they could have chosen somebody to that's mm-hmm. actually half and it perhaps looked half and looked alike like her sisters because they did a pretty good job between the two sisters but their comment where they said once we had Lana then it became about not trying to figure out if the girls looked alike because that can vary in every family that's just like totally that, yeah that was, that's a BS excuse like <laughs> yeah. yeah hopefully people will be generous about that and understand that is still supporting the Asian American community. See, this is the thing. They didn't even really think about this being about biracial. They're just like, oh, it's Asian representation. Which is important. And I have to agree, yes, that was important. It's important to have that. It's important to have representation across the board, but it's like this is about they even said in their previous comment, especially when it is mixed race. Yes, it's mixed race, so why didn't you represent the mixed community, not just the Asian-American community or the American yeah, community? Yeah, so, I mean, this goes back to the two movies we've been talking about, like, as examples. You don't want to cast a happy yeah. in a monoracial role because it takes away from the narrative for monoracial Asians and monoracial Asian-Americans, right? And then casting a monoracial mm-hmm. person in a happy role is you know the same thing you're taking away the representation for their story their narrative i mean they could have said this about crazy rich asians like oh once we had henry then it didn't matter like what the other cast looked like yeah that would not have gone over well (laughs) no it wouldn't have gone over well and it it didn't go over well anyway for for Mm -hmm. a lot of people because he's not a hundred percent and I think they missed the point like producers and yeah the casting directors are missing the point of why people were upset yeah I think they are it's just offensive 
to so many people. Yeah. In the case of um, Henry Golding being cast as Nick Young, it's like offensive not just to like the Asian community, but also to the hockey community too. Yeah, I don't know. It's just which is it's like borderline fetishization mm-hmm. for that case. It just doesn't make any sense because they have like full Asian actors for Literally like almost all the other a lot roles. of the other parts. Yeah, so why did they choose Henry to do that one? I don't. Yeah, know. and it's it's not even the fact because like you could argue like where the story set in Singapore that yeah there are mixed race people there, but the point is they portray his family and his character as like Chinese Singaporean, like full Chinese Singaporean. So yeah, they just it's not supposed to they be he's not supposed to be having this narrative i think it's just like it's all about money for them because they want to they like what's gonna sell Mm -hmm. and they think they're thinking okay attractive people are gonna sell which is true attractive Mm -hmm. people do sell the sexual attraction like sex sells like people say that all the time Mm -hmm. it's so true and it does but like (laughs) it's just I don't know it's just so fucked up because they're driven by money instead of being trying to properly represent the Asian community you know what the problem is the thing is if they properly cast people they would make a lot more money I I, yeah I don't know I I, know but I seriously think it is money driven Mm -hmm. though they're like oh yeah we're gonna get more views we're gonna get more people to come out to this to this movie to go see it in theaters to buy a dvd to buy it like at home mm-hmm. on their tv because these people look good together and they're attractive regardless of whether they're representing the correct community mm-hmm. that they should be it i really do think it's just because they can make more money gross money hungry yeah hollywood it is, is gross gross <laughs> yeah also they probably just don't give a shit yeah too. So, i mean they don't <laughs> it'd be like that <laughs> oh yeah another example i wanted to mention i don't know if people remember that movie called aloha but oh is that the i don't even remember what it was i haven't about, seen it but... but is that the one that people were really mad about because of emma stone <laughs> Yes, because Emma Stone is like the white. I really like mm-hmm. Emma Stone, but she is like the whitest person on the planet. And she <laughs> she was cast as a woman who's supposed to be like of Hawaiian and Asian descent. Like she was supposed to be like a quarter Hawaiian and a quarter Asian. And so they threw on this like mini fake tan of hers, just a little bit of a tan on her. And they were like, yeah, that's she, that's her. She's going to be a quarter Hawaiian, quarter Asian. It made no sense. They literally could have found somebody, like an islander, and it would have made more yeah, sense that's than like Emma Stone. Land. They could have totally cast Yeah. Them. Literally, you throw a rock and you'd find somebody. Yeah. Oh, I looked it <laughs> up. She's Her character is supposed to be a quarter Chinese and a quarter Native Hawaiian, right? And yeah. it's supposed to be, like, apparently the producer, someone was, like, it was supposed to be a representation of, like, the mix of cultures in Hawaii. But, like... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they pick Emma Stone, then? Do you don't... I... 
Yeah, I, I think okay. she, I remember seeing something that she was like, she apologized about it though, right? Like Emma Stone herself apologized. Oh, yeah, she did. Like, she did, and that's fine. But like, how how did they say, yeah, that's a great idea. We're going to get somebody who looks extremely white. Like, Okay, it says the you know, director tried she, to defend it by saying like, I, I guess someone who was it was based on was like they were really proud of being a quarter Hawaiian but no one you know she didn't look a quarter Hawaiian but the person was Asian at least but like what but but they picked Emma Stone though like but so that defense is not great that they hired someone who didn't (sighs) who wasn't even mixed at all Uh, I like it's like we've said before, it happens where somebody is like white passing or Asian passing. Yeah, more white pass. Like it sounds like what they're saying is that the person was more white passing, therefore they cast Emma Stone. <laughs> no, that's not okay. Oh. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I personally don't. I'm not offended, but it's like wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could go on about this forever and ever. So we probably should just end it there. Otherwise, we would be (laughs) here for the next 50 years talking about Mm -hmm. the history of cinema. But (laughs) yeah, those are the most relevant ones or perhaps controversial ones. And I'm sure there's, you know, tons of issues with this outside of half white and half Asian. These are just the ones that are prevalent in our lives since we're both half white and half Asian this was like the talk of the town Mm -hmm. the past couple years so we know there's a lot of issues with it outside of our perspective but this all we got (laughs) yeah I can't wait for somebody who's actually like half to be cast into a half someone who's full (laughs) to keep getting those full roles (laughs) yeah let's just how complicated can it be yeah I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah, be we'll, mad we'll about it. We'll just silently see <laughs> until, it, until it becomes right. Yeah, I don't know if we'll be yeah, alive for that, though. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all those places. We post on Wednesdays, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.